The Friday Hoops edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Given Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. You're home for the lowest price, last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today, use promo code SGPN, then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash dog. To enter our bonus contest, five winners will receive shirts, hats, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN. Get 50% off your first month. And start making smarter bets today. And you're doing that by listening to the Byline Bombs. You know why you're not listening. You know how you know you're listening to it? Because you hear a theme song like this. Yes, welcome. Welcome to the Bottom Line Bombs. I'm your host, CJ Sullivan, the bet detective and the man in the box. It is Friday, February 23rd, 24. That's two, two, three, two, four. For all you, uh, Weird number people. I don't even know if that is anything. It's, it's just it's it's similar numbers. It's not even a, a really a theme. It's not like it's all twos or anything like that. Anyway, it is Friday, two, two, three, two, four, two, five, six, seven, eight, five thousand one. Uh, we got a good show today. I will give out some NBA bombs and some college basketball bombs uh for Saturday slate. This will be an evergreen episode. This this is an episode that can last you all weekend. You know, you listen to this to go to uh, sleep as I look at me in the box, get my head and my pompous hair. Wow. Not good. I just read a thing. Um, I don't I can't I don't know if I can look at this with my face right back at me. Like when I'm getting a haircut, you know, it's just your head in the mirror staring at you with the toilet paper on your throat. Anyway, I did read that um, when you look at yourself in the mirror. You, um, your mind tricks it into making yourself look three times better than you actually are. That's why the photo is way different than, um, the mirror because the mirror is how you perceive yourself. I'm the opposite. I, I have three, I think I'm three times worse. I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine what I'm looking at right now is three times better than what I actually am. And that's even, that's a scarier thought. Because already the mirror is bad. I avoid mirrors. I avoid mirrors like I avoid my ATM receipt, you know. Do you want to know what's in your account? No, no, I don't. Thanks. I'm just glad the motors are running for what I just asked for just now. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like the mirrors. Especially at bars and restaurants. When, when you when you think it's a different room, you know? You think you're uh you think it's a it's a room that keeps on going, but it's just a mirrors, and you're it's you. Like ah, look at that guy; he's talking to himself. <laughs> Wait a minute, fuck, that's me. That's psycho. God damn it! I was just talking to him. Anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, so this will be an evergreen all weekend show. I'll, I'll get out of it. I'm sorry, sorry, C. Generous. I'll snap out of it. I'll snap out of looking at me. 
You guys can look at me. That's fine. I don't need to look at me. Um, we went three and one on our college bombs on Tuesday. I gave out, including the outright upset of Creighton over UConn. That was pretty good. I'll have so I have five more college bombs for you for Saturday's games and a couple NBA bombs after the break uh, for tonight. I'll get those in quickly since it is that's time sensitive. But those are where the fun stories are. Uh, last night was a good game. Washington State beating Arizona. Shout out to DJ Ron Pasco, who is a degenerate, who is a cougar, who's very excited about the Washington State's amazing miracle season, and they swept Arizona. Incredible. So way to go. They were getting 13 last night in Arizona, too. That was a fun game. Anyway, um, it's baseball season already. Can you believe that? Baseballs on the TVs, spring training baseball. Don't and let me let's listen to see generates. We'll, we'll be giving out some spring training picks when I get into it. I haven't got into it yet. Don't let anyone shame you from betting on spring training baseball. How could you bet on spring? Tra- How could you not? I love when people yell at you for betting on preseason. That, that, that's like one of the only ones you have an advantage of. Like, at least there's some information you could use. How do you bet on regular season games? Those are the ones that are fucking impossible. Baseball in the regular season is a nightmare to handicap and bet on. Anyway, um, the only see last year the the story of uh, baseball was the pitch clock and all the things they're trying to do to make it hip to the kids, you know, make it the TikTok generation, the Savannah Bananas. This year they changed the uniforms for everyone. To make it easy breezy. You know? Nice material. Polyester. It's like George Costanza's running the thing. They didn't they didn't run it by any of the players. And then they, they just threw it on. I'm like, okay, here's your new uniforms. And all the players hate them. They said it look like a t- cheap TJ Maxx uh, uniform. The colors are bad. It looks cheap. But it's supposed to be breathable. Which I can I can I I can relate. I can get why an old men would sit like this, you know. Who cares how you look? It's how it breathes. Are you comfortable? Now the pants are see-through, apparently, which is even hilarious. Um, <laughs> Chad G popping into chat room says, what the hell happened to CJI now? No more mustache rides for the ladies. Yeah, I know. I shaved the mustache. I shaved it this morning. I look younger. Got a clean puss. I haven't had a clean puss in a while. The mustache was getting a little old. It's still in the logo. I know. The mustache board. The mustache board. I'll get. I'll get. <laughs> this actually segues perfectly into these see-through dick and balls pants that Major League Baseball is throwing out there. Baseball is making their players wear pants where you can see all of their package. It's completely see-through. Wrong generation, baseball. That's like the 80s and 70s. Your Steve Garvey's of the world, you know? Your old Keith Hernandez, your womanizer baseball players like that. Not your modern-day baseball players. Um, but speaking of which, and your dick and balls, yeah, that was another thing with the mustache. The must, I like the mustache. Like I said, it became an ironic thing. And then after a while, I'm like, is this ironic? Then it's just my look. Trust me, this thing will be, this thing will be grown back by midnight tonight. This thing comes back in a hurry. But then it was just it was just borderline gay, to be honest with you. The mustache. <laughs> I have a cop look. I have a nice dignified, it's a masculine look, but it also could be uh, you know, 
That problem with the mustache is the handsome you are, the handsomer you are with it, the gayer you look. That's me trying to say I'm a handsome, handsome man. <laughs> uh, no, it's I didn't nothing to do with that. I just wanted to shave it. Um, like I said, that my, my mustache comes back like that. It's like fucking five o'clock shadow. Um. The mustache with the see-through baseball pants. Now, their baseball is going to have to do something about it. They, the fact that this story has been going on for like over a month now is kind of amazing. Um, they haven't changed. They don't know what to do because they just ordered it. They went right ahead. No fucking go ahead. No green light. So it's going to take a lot to change it. But I hope they sell it to fans. That'd be hilarious, wearing some fucking see-through baseball pants. Were they trying to sex them up? Kind of like uh, when LPGA told their players to slut it up a little bit. Like, hey, listen, we need ratings. All right? For the 4% of you that aren't lesbians, can you can you slut it up a bit, please? Get some guys interested? Fellas, listen. Baseball's a woman's sport. Women like to go there. They like to text. They love the baseball pants. We heard all about it. So wear this paper towel content clothing, throw water through it, and uh, really, really stretch you out, if you know what I mean, for the game. So that'll be interesting. Um, baseball and Playgirl always had a weird connection, I feel. Steve Garvey was in Playgirl, right? That's where he said that he has like six different women or whatever. He's actually running. He's running for like Senate or some shit out here in, the, in California. And oh, the Dodger jokes run playing. I tell you, he also dodged questions. Steve Garvey. Oh, when? Because he's Steve Garvey. Anyway. All right. Let me take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll get into some NBA bombs for Friday. Uh, then some college basketball bombs for Saturday. And then a man in a box about a uh, uh, about a new TV show on Hulu that uh, made me sick. But first, let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is a ticket app where you get the personal game, where it takes all the stress out of getting tickets. Let's say you wanted to get a show uh, ticket to my stand-up show on April 19th, the weekend of that, April 19th and 20th. I think it is that. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. At the Laughing Tap. Let's say you wanted to pre-order those, and you got a little nervous. That's all right. You go to uh, you go to game time. You look it up. Let me sure, make sure I got the right date here. Yep, April 19th and the 20th. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, C.J. Sullivan, the man in a box doing stand-up comedy. Let's say you wanted to buy tickets like that to help sell it out so he hits his bonus. You go to game time. You scroll through. You get the flash deal. You get the last-minute tickets. You don't get obstructed views. You can see your seat right there. You don't go up to the window and say, no, sorry, sir. This is for the Milwaukee Cheese Fest, which is in the summertime. You know? Not the C.J. Sullivan stand-up comedy show, which you wanted to buy tickets for, obviously. Um, so if you want to snag these tickets without distraction with game time, you download the game time app, you create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off on your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPM for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Also, we are brought to you by, let me get to it, Underdog. There it is. I should have put the, the game time thing. Uh, Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL, soccer, college basketball. Simply pick higher or lower in your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month, and five winners will receive an Underdog hat, Underdog shirt, and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgivenpodcast.com backslash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're back here on the Bottom Line Bombs. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. The man in the box, the bet detective, coming in with some NBA bombs. Get ready for the remote bomb noise because I still have pneumonia in my lungs and it might be another couple weeks with the antibiotics, says the doctor. That's a long goddamn fucking version of that song. That's supposed to be my zippy news thing. And then uh, I like playing the full version if I have like stuff to do, you know. I love you, C. Generates, but sometimes I love entertaining you with the show and I love doing the show. But sometimes in the middle of the show, I got to I got to run some errands and check out other things. Open up the tab window. So I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll play the entire <laughs> round ball rock song. And then uh, get things done. I'm just kidding. Anyway. Let's get into some NBA bombs while we're here, right? right let's get to the show. Uh, tonight, um, this line has come down to three and a half, which is a little bizarre. Phoenix Suns versus Houston Rockets. Now, I get it. Why? Phoenix played last night. They played a tough game versus Dallas. They lost. Houston's a little better than they normally are, but I still like Phoenix here. We're going to back Phoenix here um, on the short number, mainly because they're slipping to the playing tournament. And they need to get going. They can't afford to be losing games versus Houston. Now, they haven't had... Now, Bradley Beal's still out. I don't know what he's doing. But they still have Durant and Booker. Now, normally, any, versus any other good team, that's not going to be enough. But versus Houston, like, they can handle it. And uh, I think Booker has a big game tonight, actually. But Kevin Durant last night. What a hilarious story that was before the Dallas game. Did you see that article? Article. Did you see that article? And I sound like my dad. Um, the video clip, I mean... He's coming when he's coming out pregame, coming around, and there's two fans there, a perfect Dallas couple, front row, called Durant a bitch. Hey, bitch! Durant stops, confronts them, and then, and then just perfection. They're both smiling. They're both holding a beer. The woman, she's got her hand out like she's gonna high, like high five, the handshake high five, uh, Durant. Like he came over in a friendly mode. Hey, there's there's my number one and two Maverick fans who called me a bitch. Yeah, I just wanted to show you some dap. No, you fucking cunt. And she got mad that he wouldn't shake her hand. 
That was hilarious. He's confronting him, and, and the guy's like smiling. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I didn't think uh, I didn't think you'd turn around. That's why I said, "Why'd you say that?" Because I thought you'd just keep playing like other professional athletes. I will say this: I have no problem with Kevin Durant confronting him, and he was actually cool because security was going to kick them out. Durant's like, "Nah, keep him in the game." The game hasn't even started yet. But that's why I don't really res- – I mean, I respect basketball, obviously. But the NBA, it's too fucking – It's they're, the, the fans are too close to the players. They're sitting they, – they sell seats like that are basically on the bench. The bench is just folding chairs. And you could buy a folding chair like Larry David or Jack Nicholson right next to them. Like you're part of the fucking th- – you're way too close. You shouldn't be – that into the action is what I'm trying to say. To Durant and this guy, and he's just smiling. They're both smiling, thinking they're going to get dapped up. And then he says the classic line that's going to make it, that makes it all mortal. He goes, Hey, I host a podcast about sports. I host a podcast about sports. And Durant just rolls his eyes. Oh, do you? Is this how you're trying to get me on the show? This fucking guy. He gives a bad name to the uh, other 96,000 of us who do a podcast about sports. That's what I didn't like about this story. (laughs) There are so many goddamn podcasts. You know what the problem is? Is These professional athletes, well, especially the NBA ones. The NBA ones are good, though, because they all just tell hilarious stories, although there's no fact-checking whatsoever. That being said, Durant wants all that. Take them minus three and a half versus Houston. Bomb that. Uh, The next game, speaking of podcasts and all that stuff, is a, a very intriguing, probably the game of the night, Milwaukee versus Minnesota at Minnesota. Minnesota, the surprise team, along with the Thunder. Uh, this season, they are the one seed out west. They look great. Um, They're four and a half point home favorite. Seems like a short number against a reeling Milwaukee Buck team. But the Milwaukee, you never know what you're going to get with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but they were in the news. Speaking of which, Doc Rivers, who's been awful. <laughs> That's, I'm not even, it's not even 100% his fault. I mean, the personnel, their Milwaukee Bucks defense has been terrible. And that happens when you trade away your best defensive guard in the league for the worst defensive guard in the league, Damian Lillard. The personnel's not good. And Lillard hasn't been shooting well. Although he had a great all-star break. He really lit it up in a three-point contest. Um But Doc Rivers had some more of his hilarious Doc Rivers quotes. He was like, he was questioning, he was saying how tough it was to take over a team midway through. Didn't realize it was going to be this tough. Then he was like, I don't even know why they did this. I told the ownership, why are you doing Why are you firing Anthony Edwards? Why are you hiring me? Not Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Anthony Edwards is on the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, who they are playing tonight. 
That's why that was on my mind. I was speaking of Adrian Griffin. Why are you firing Adrian Griffin and hiring me? This is what Doc Rivers is saying. Doc Rivers, who was the consultant for the Milwaukee Bucks. He was a paid consultant. And that was his advice to them. Fire Adrian Griffin and hire me. And then he's like, I don't know why they did this. Why were they listening to me? You can't trust me. Don't you know my record? I'm, it's awful. Why did you hire me as a consultant to begin with? Anyway, more, more passing the buck, which uh, Doc Rivers tends to do. Which led to a moment on the ESPN show First Take, formerly Cold Pizza, <laughs> where J.J. Reddick uh, called him out for it. He's like, he's like, this guy never fucking takes ownership of anything. No accountability. And uh, he's right. You don't hear a lot of people call out Doc Rivers at all. That he, Doc Rivers is always the elephant in the room. Because he's had like a 40, not 40 year, but a long ass coaching career of nothing but failure, except for the one championship with the Celtics. And he keeps failing upward and he keeps getting jobs because people love him. Everyone loves him. The media loves him. Ownerships love him. Players love him because he's a good guy. You know, he's Doc. He has $2,000 worth of cash in his pocket, $10,000 bracelet on and jewelry. You know, he's just a good guy from Chicago. Bad coach chokes and he does pass the buck. He blamed Ben Simmons. He took credit for the James Harden trade. <laughs> it's just now to the Clippers. Yeah, they asked me. I said he's a good player. Oh, did you? You told him James Harden's good. Way to go, Doc. He went through his whole. I mean, he's got he's got a long list of blowing three one leads. He went through all those. They were favored in one of them. Remember that we were an eight seed with Orlando. Uh, then there was the bubble. Anything happens in the bubble. You blew 15-point leads in every one of those games. And then uh, one we uh, flat-out blew. Well, what are you going to do? All of them. Amazing. And it's a good strategy, actually. I mean, it's what keeps him, keeps him getting these jobs, and it's what keeps him going for this long. He gives you every reason why it's someone's fault but his. Rolex dad says he sounds Doc sounds like him at work. I know. Why not pass the buck? Although players don't like it. Lane Elliott was up at the detective. Absolutely. Um, so when JJ Reddick does this, people were upset. Mainly because they love Doc Rivers. But I also, but ESPN also loves to take ESPN loves nothing more when they create their own news story. And this is the news story created by ESPN. And when J.J. Reddick goes on these debate shows, like First Take with Stephen A. Smith and Chan Sharp, if he just says anything like somewhat semi-rational, just like something anyone off the street would just say, a normal sentence, it com he comes across as like an intellect and, a genius and almost like pretentious because he's not screaming takes that he doesn't believe in and just firing off whatever insincere lies. So that it's so much so what I love about what JJ Reddick does is does is like he he makes people on these debate shows um scared because he exposes their show, you know, for what it is. It's just, you know, firing off five takes. But he doesn't see so much so where like um like there's a there's a moment yesterday where Stephen A. Smith had to tell the audience that he likes JJ Reddick. 
Now hold on, I just got. It's like listen, listen, idiots. It's like every every once in a while, I have to tell you, wrestling's not real. You know, hey, for everyone at home, kids, kids, I, I didn't, I didn't really put Hulk's uh, legs in a figure four. He's fine. Okay, we're going to Tampa Bay tomorrow. All right, this is not real. See, so literally, he literally had to look at the camera and say, "I like JJ Reddick. He's a friend of mine." When I call him a piece of shit, I just for the show. Shannon Sharp had to ask, do you even know how the show works? Which is a hilarious thing to say. <laughs> and I don't think he does. I mean, maybe he does. He does. See, I think that's his character. I think Jay, like Nick Wright, he's on Fox Sports. He's like a mini version of Skip Bayless or Stephen A. You know, like, he's really upset. He tweeted out, like, I can't, I hate when that people who have who have money. I love that. He has money, comes onto our format, and then trashes the format. Well, what are you doing here for? But that's his angle. That that's the thing you're gonna get upset about. You don't get upset about anything else because it's all fair game. You know the fucking deal. So why can't your character be pulling the curtain behind the odds? You know? That's what I like about it. And it gets it gets these people scared. But then JJ does, says something shit like, uh, he does come across ridiculous when he's just like, uh, I mean, what, what's the bu- ecosystem we live in where I, t- I took out, a, you know, I went after a coach and I got 10 million views, but then I could talk about Zion and how he finished the game, break down the tape, and that only gets 50,000 views for my podcast. Is that what people want? Yeah, that is what people want, JJ, first of all. And first of all, you really don't know why one gets ten million and the other one gets fifty thousand. First of all, your podcast isn't a fraction of the exposure ESPN show is. And not only do you do when you do that take on ESPN show, ESPN cycles it all day, and then they line up fucking retorts. They they they're bringing up Doc Rivers' fucking family members for God's sakes to retort your point. That's how much they loved it. They loved this fucking idea for his show. Oh, my God. So funny. And then I love when people are like, there's a there's a time and place for the video for if you want to break down film. Where? Where on ESPN is there a time where, where intelligent X's and O's talk about the game? There is nothing. Sports reporters was thrown on at three in the morning. And now it's like 15 minutes. The fucking, the Jeremy Shap show. Remember that one? That's like a 15 minute thing at two in the morning. It's like an infomercial. There is no space for X's and O's. Every, they've dumbed down everything. And they don't want to admit it. Like Tom Brady said before, ESPN is the sports what MTV did to music. It has destroyed it. And whatever. It's what the people want. I love when they say that. Too. It's what the people want. Well, if that's all you're going to show, then yeah, it is what the people want because they have to take it. I do like how it makes Nick Wright, man. Nick Wright's a weird fucking looking guy. And uh, <laughs> they, first of all, they, they all came after J.J. Reddick about his take. Like, like Pat Beverly. I get why Pat Beverly did it because he plays for Doc Rivers right now. But he just talks shit to They all just talk shit. They're all friends. They don't give a fuck. But what was Nick Wright's thing? Nick Wright's thing was like, it's like if I'm going to have people over for an Uno party to play the game Uno, 
And then you come over and all you do is trash you know and how dumb it is and say we should play chess instead. That's what that's like. Yeah, kind of. Except Uno isn't destroying the sport. <laughs> it's society. It doesn't make you dumber. It's a fun game. And it's cruel. Draw four. There's nothing better than... Nothing better than... Uh, playing Uno with some kid for his first time. And then, then they have no idea what's coming to them. When they get like a draw four and they just get... Or they don't say Uno fast enough. Yeah, that's life, buddy. That is cruel, cruel life. So anyway, where was I? Um, with that being said, a lot of that was said for that game. Um, so Milwaukee and Minnesota. That's where I was at with all this first take talk. And I don't like talking about other people's takes and whatever and other people's shows, but that's what's in the news right now. And you can't stop it. What was the other thing that made Stephen A made me laugh? Stephen A made me laugh with something else. First of all, how many fucking podcasts? It's amazing how they have a show and they have a podcast. How much what do you how much do you have to say? What did you not get in during that three hour show you do in the morning? Now you have to do fucking a podcast about which Pokemon you like better? I mean, good God. Enough's enough. <laughs> I'd say something. It's not like, well, if you don't like it, don't listen. We don't have a choice. That's the problem. We don't have a choice anymore. It's in your algorithm. You like one thing even remotely near it, and it's in your algorithm, and it's on your feed, and you can't stop it. It's unrelenting. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Stephen A. said something about Pat McAfee, and I'm not a fan of any of them. I don't care. what. I don't care either way, but... Um, I'll say this. And I've always said this about Stephen A. Smith. I always, I always thought it was weird Stephen A. Smith gets a pass that Skip Bayless doesn't. Because Skip Bayless taught Stephen A. Smith. That's like That was like his mentor. They're like best friends. It's just bizarre. Like, well, his is performance art. Well, then what do you think Skip's is? Do you think Skip Bayless actually believes LeBron James sucks? Or is he just a troll? That's his job. If we all of a sudden decided to think that we didn't like LeBron James, we thought he was bad... Then he's then he say how great he is because that's a contrarian way to go. But no, we all like LeBron James, so he says he's bad. Anyway. Um Stephen said something like uh Pat McAfee isn't as polished as him because he's he can get away with it because he's white or something like that. Which is funny. And I got no problem with it. I didn't know Stephen A was polished. <laughs> like, I didn't know what he did. I didn't know what he did was uh, buttoned down polished. But okay. Whatever. <laughs> also, we don't want to see you in a tank top, Stephen. But you're right. Personally, I think McAfee gets away with a lot because he owns his show and he knows he can pull it away from ESPN. But and also because he's white and he says "cuzzle" a lot. Anyway, I'm not a fan of McAfee's show. Um, <laughs> y'all don't want him coming after me like he did Bill Simmons. Oh boy. Um. Anyway, let's let me take a quick break. Uh, did I give? I didn't, I didn't even give out the bomb yet. Never mind. JC from KC says, what's up, C. Generous? How you doing, Nuthick? Uh, he is the uh, chancellor of the C. Generous. Um, anyway, the line is four and a half. At first glance, it looks like Minnesota's an autoplay because they're the number one team in the league. They're playing great. Milwaukee looks like a disaster. But this is the kind of game where they're going to get up for Doc. They The players like rallying for Doc. 
It's been a long break. They got called out about being in Cabo after a horrendous loss to Memphis. Um, I think they win this game outright, but I'll take the four and a half points. Uh, this is the kind of game they win. Then they'll still lose like five and next eight. Um, also, it's a bad match. For what Milwaukee does bad, Minnesota can't really expose it. Their defense plugged on the middle. Uh, Conley's really not going to abuse um, Lillard like he can. It's just not a good matchup uh, for Minnesota. So, With that being said, here comes a Bombenheimer. My NBA bomb of the night, Milwaukee, plus four and a half at Minnesota. Right now, with that being said, let me tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Hall of Fame bets. You win bigger by betting smarter than this NBA season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning. With Hall of Fame bets. And we're back. On the bottom line, bombs. I'm <laughs> CJ Sullivan. Sorry, I was just writing down the ticker. What the counter was for when I came back. Because then I put ads in a little later on. I'll, I'll, I'll peel behind the curtain a little bit. Just like they did with the show. And, um, I, that's when I put my ads in later. I, I do the live ad reads. I thank you guys for watching on YouTube, which I do right now. I appreciate it. Please make sure you subscribe to Bottom Line Bonds with CJ Sullivan here on YouTube. On the pods, if you're not already on Spotify or iTunes, on my own feed there, please do that. Give five-star reviews. Hit the thumbs-up button on the YouTuber, if you will, please. Get that. Speaking of algorithms, get that going. All right. Now let's talk. Uh, so that was two NBA bombs I gave for you. I gave you Milwaukee plus four and a half and Phoenix minus three and a half. Now let's get to Saturday's college uh, slate. I don't like doing a Friday night college because that's Ivy League shit. I mean, there's a couple games. I, I mean, I, I like getting into it. If you listen to the C block with me and C, uh, picks Dundee, we, we did break down those games. But let's get into the Saturday games. As I take a swig. This, I don't have too many picks with picks. He's going to be straight up picks. I'm going to fire him right at you. First one is Wake Forest, minus two versus Duke. I love Wake Forest here. It's a revenge game. They just played at Duke um, a couple weeks ago. They should have covered. They were getting seven and a half. It was a bizarre ending to that game, actually. It was like six and a half or seven. And a half. Either way, they're on the line. And they were one point outside the number, like down seven and those six and a half. He bricked the free throw. Duke wa starts walking off. And then uh, the weight guy runs the ball down and then just walks it out of bounds. Like he uh, saw a ghost or something or saw like his crush in the stands. And he starts, walks the ball out of bounds. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, there's still time. And then inbound it and game was over. What? Just put the fucking ball back in. 
Anyway, Duke just lit up Miami. Uh, Miami was hurt, though, so it looked a little worse than it was. Duke is starting to play well, which is a perfect time to get Wake Forest. Wake Forest, one of my favorite schools uh, in, bas- in college basketball where you're, where you're not sure what it is, where it is, or how you get there. What the hell is Wake Forest? Is it Jesuit? Is it private? Is it a, you know, is it military? Who fucking knows? Where in the hell is it? Pretty sure it's North Carolina. Usually, um, if it's basketball, you don't know where it is. It's in Carolina. Like Clemson. That's South Carolina. But a lot of these schools, you know, what in the good God is going on? Wake Forest is definitely one of them. They have not made the tournament in forever, since Tim Duncan, I think. Or Randolph Childress before that. Either way, I like them to exact revenge and beat Duke on a short number. Minus two at home. Give me the Demon Deacon. <laughs> That was a Bobbenheimer. I'm going to give you five bombs for Saturday. I gave you two NBA for tonight. That's seven total bombs. Did you see that math I just did? And I didn't even need a T181 calculator. What the fuck was the deal with that in high school? They made you buy this like T181 calculator. Like you had to get it. I remember one that had like a scroll of paper that would type it out like you're an old accountant. Didn't need it for anything. They didn't teach us anything. Not one thing that was worth it, worthwhile, was taught to me in school. How about taxes? How about that school? How about you teach us how to do taxes? Teach us Spanish and taxes. That's the only things you need to be an American. I mean, English. I'm talking about once you get to high school. I mean, obviously English, basically. But that you learn that, that that you learn as a kid, right out the womb. But they should teach you Spanish out the womb too, when you we can learn. There's not some. There's impossible to learn as an adult. Anyway, where was I? All right, next one: Kentucky, Alabama. It's gonna be a pick 'em in Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky lost LSU. That was a perfect sandwich spot. They're playing better. They're actually playing defense, which is a surprise. They had a huge upset at Auburn. They beat uh oh, they beat Ole Miss, Mississippi State, one of those, one of those, one of those Mississippi schools. Um, this is as southern as it gets. Alabama and Kentucky, Alabama, they are uh, they're still hateable. I I watched that. I mean, they played a great game. It was a great game versus Florida the other night. They pulled it out. They should have lost, but um, yeah, they're not accomplice of a murder hateable like they were last year, and then forgiving like the coach. That coach is still Nate Oates is fucking a scum bag. But they had that player, one player who just keeps he keeps stomping on people. He fucking dropped an elbow on this dude on Florida. Didn't get any penalty for it. Didn't get suspe- I mean, they're leading into it. They're leading into this uh, troll business. They score a lot of points. Kentucky scores a lot of points. Um, Kentucky, uh, they have, you know, they're actually a pretty good investment if you want to take them. Nat- they're like 38 to 1 to win a national championship. They have the most talent in the country. They just, they're just Kentucky. They just do dumb things. But I like them at home and a pick them game. Alabama on the road is a little questionable. Ashley Judd will be there. See, that's the thing. Uh, guys, men, if I, may, if I may, if I may speak up for men, my fellow men, men. <laughs> 
Can you imagine? No, but look, uh, men got a lot of shit for uh, hating on Taylor Swift at the football game. So, like, I wonder why it's all women hating. No, it's not. It's Taylor Swift hate. People don't hate on Ashley Judd. Why? Because Ashley Judd's a fan. All right? She's Kentucky blue through and through. And she's a Judd. All right? She's got real problems. Family problems that we like. She got drunk sisters, you know. We can relate to we can relate to Ashley Judd. We like Ashley Judd. She's up there in the stands, up top, sometimes rooting. Yeah, she gets a little mouthy at those uh, women parades, but uh, we like her. We like her rooting for Kentucky Blue. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just kidding with the mouthy. Oh well, she hasn't been in a movie in a while. You know, it's a good movie with Ashley Judd. I, here, here's what I flipped on Ashley Judd. Obviously, she's good in Heat. Val Kilmer's the best, and he stole that fucking movie. Was better than De Niro and Pacino combined, and I stand by that, Val Kilmer. Um, but if you ever check out the movie Bugs, I believe it's called, with Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd, it's a mind bender where they're trapped in a motel room, and uh, they feel like there's bugs in them, and they're slashing. They're basically on drugs. Every mind bender is: are they crazy or are they on drugs? You know. Um, but Michael Shannon is uh fucking full on batshit crazy in this one. But that's who Michael Shannon is. He's awesome, amazing actor. So much so where the director's probably like, "Hey, Michael, we actually need you to tone down your craziness for this one." You know, and your normal craziness is a little too much here, so you reel that in. But Ashley Judd uh plays crazy and cracked out or whatever, and she's fucking, she's good. I'm like, oh, all right, Ashley. I didn't, I didn't know you had that in you. I didn't. I, I slept on your game, ma'am. I'm, I apologize, Miss Judd. Apologize, Miss Judd. I am for real, Miss Ashley. Anyway, so we'll do a coal miner bomb in Harlan, a Harlan County justified Raylan Givens Kentucky bomb pick them over Alabama. <laughs> Uh, real quick, then we'll go to uh, Kansas State, Manhattan, Little Apple. Uh, BYU is at Kansas State. B- BYU is favored by two. BYU on the road is terrible. I like this BYU team. Come tournament time, I'm going to have a few futures of them going uh, pretty far because they shoot threes and nothing but threes. They're 35 years old. They all went on their pilgrimages to Africa and shit. So they have their unison, you know, they have families. So they're not rattled. But they can also miss threes, and that happens a lot. So if that happens, Kansas State, these Big Twelve teams, home teams, they need to win. They, I, I was on them last week, and uh, they faltered at the end. But this time, I, I like them. Let's do a uh, Kansas State plus two or money line. I got to hustle to show up. Um, Mormon bombs in pilgrimage in the Little Apple. No, it's Manhattan, K State. Uh, the next one goes against my uh, policy of fading a team that just stormed the court. Penn State just stormed the court. They beat Illinois. They were down by eight with like 30 seconds ago or a minute to go, and they came back and won in regulation. It was an amazing comeback, uh, including three free throws at, with five seconds ago. Um, this would be, usually be a perfect time to fade them at the, the next game. 
We faded Ohio State last night after they beat Purdue and Minnesota on their run, which they do at their 22 and 3 against the spread. But, however, we're not. We're going to go with Penn State. They're laying four and a half to, and the reason why is we're tailing Penn State because we're fading an absolute disaster of a team in the Indiana Hoosiers. Indiana is horrible. They're one of the, they, they're as gross as those warm up pants, those barbershop red and white stripes, 1920 barbershop quartet. Where you are, the Indiana Hoosiers. There goes Paul Pomade. Give it the Sammy Shet shot. We got our white basketball players. We're from Indiana. We shoot it off the side of a barn. They suck. All right. I've had them the last couple of weeks. They were they were terrible. They got the doors blown off of them at home versus Northwestern. Then they had Wisconsin coming, or not Wisconsin, Nebraska come in and just smoke them. It is all at home. I can't, I and mean, they need to fire their coach. They everything needs to be cleared out. They need a drunken <laughs> drunken assistant coach coming on the sideline. Um not Gene Hackman. Why can't I fucking I can't think of uh, Dennis Hopper. That's right. Do you hate that when you forget a, a very common thing? That's Dennis Hopper being drunk, going across the floor. No, don't worry, he's with me. And then, then Hackman couldn't believe he got a technical. That was amazing. What? I'm just trying to help a man who's got a disease. Small town, high school, Indiana referee. Don't you have any respect for the disease of alcoholism? It takes a community, you know. A technical foul doesn't help. So we're going to take Penn State minus four and a half to beat the side barn, hair pomade. I feel like all those Hoosiers, they all had like grease hair. Set shots. Their, their Chuck Taylors never left the floor. And they all got a racist fan base. Indiana's got Indiana. Indiana in general, they just hosted the All Star Game, home of the Klan. By the way, they got some. Re- they got. They got that seething racism. So, so the South has racism, but it's very open about it, and they're kind of polite with it. It's almost a way of life. Indiana. They have seething racism. We're like, Ooh, I do not want to see what happens when they do get upset at night. That's when real bad things happen. Either way, we're going to take a Penn State minus four and a half. Bob! Illinois coach complained when I lost that they shouldn't have it at that arena because that arena is too small in Penn State. They should play in that bigger place. Fuck you. You're lucky they didn't play in Sandusky's basement. Make you real comfortable. Uh, the last college game before we get to the box is uh, DePaul Georgetown. I do in this one just for shits and giggles. DePaul is horrendous. They are the worst basketball team maybe in the country. Certainly in the Power Five Conference. They are zero and fourteen in the Big East. Georgetown's only one of thirteen in the Big East. Something's got to give. DePaul has to win one game, right? At home, 
Look ahead line is four and a half. They're getting home. We're just going to take it. We're not going to think about it. City of Chicago, take the red line to Fullerton. Then the 77 bus, the Belmont bus. I don't know. I'm, I'm just crossing CTA things. I don't even know where they play anymore. DePaul doesn't even know where to play, which is a shame. They used to be a good school and a good program. They're still a good school. They're they're very good school. That's a problem. They're too good of a school. You got to lower some standards, all right? Let's get some actual players in there. Anyway, DePaul for the first win. Let's do it. Let's beat Georgetown because Cooley is not good. He's, uh, he's not doing good with Georgetown, but he is richer than us. He made sure he told that. Hey, I'm a rich motherfucker, so I don't care. Go to Paul. All right. Just to recap, in the NBA, that is Phoenix minus three and a half tonight. Milwaukee plus four and a half. And on Saturday, we got Wake Forest minus two. Kentucky pick them. K-State plus two. Penn State minus four and a half. And DePaul plus four and a half. Now with that, let's go to the box. Yes, sir, we are. We are in the box. Although when I'm doing it from home, we're always in the box. Although that is where the box first started. My first show I ever did here, Bottom Line Bombs, I did it remotely from my computer, and that's when I, that's when I was like uh, ranting about Mike Vrabel. I got knocked out of Survivor week one. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm just a man in a box screaming about Mike Vrabel. Like it was a real... <laughs> look at my life situation. But who look what it turned into? Not much more, just a lot more of it. Anyway, uh, here's a story I came across. I came across me, came across my desk. I like wouldn't talk show host say that. This came across my desk. And did you read this? Did you read this, folks? Did you read this pie chart? Uh, Eli Manning show, Hulu. I'm like, I live here in Los Angeles. Television is a dying breed. These networks are fucking so cheap. They're not picking up shows. They're not writing shows. They're just, they're, it's like a fraction of uh, what they used to pick up. And, and what they're doing, too, there's absolutely zero originality. That's what's frustrating about this. They give no hope or chance to people creating original content. Hulu is trying... One of the tried and true techniques of giving a popular commercial a television show. Eli Manning, uh, last year, he did some spot. It was like a fake uh, prank thing where he dressed up as a character named Chad Powers. And he, like, uh, you know, practiced with Penn State or whatever. And, like, didn't tell people he was Eli Manning. And, you know, not a Super Bowl Hall of Fame quarterback. His character's name was Chad Powers. It was funny, whatever. I mean, it's written, blah, blah, blah. So Hulu decided, you know what? Let's give it a show. Let's give them 13 episodes. They're trying to get that Ted Lasso magic. That's how Ted Lasso got a show. Ted Lasso was just a spot that Jason Sudeikis did for um, NBC Sports, for, you know, your um, Champions League soccer for American fans. And then they gave it a show, and it turned out to be a hit which uh, is bad for us. It's great that Ted Lasso's a hit, but and it's a good show. But now we get this. Now we get more fucking tries. And there's nothing worse than the bastardized versions. 
Luckily, Eli Manning won't be playing Chad Powers. It's a guy from Maverick. Um, what the fuck his name is? Something Campbell. And uh, he's he's a hot thing right now. It's going to be terrible. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be terrible. Shows from commercials are horrible. It's a horrible idea. What's up, Ben Mel? Says TJIF. That's right. I gave, out, I gave out all the weekend. Look at that. Weekend starts here in the box. Um, remember when I gave the cavemen, the Geico cavemen, a television show? Like ABC gave it a fucking sitcom. It was on after Roseanne, for God's sakes. It was Roseanne and then the cavemen. I think Nick Kroll was in it. The Geico caveman ads, which were funny, maybe the first couple. Then it kept going. And then they gave it a sitcom. An, an amazing idea the network had had. The thing is, like, the caveman, the ads, at least it was spoofing. It was spoofing um, the character of the caveman being a Neanderthal and even the racist overtones to it. The, the whole uh, gag was that he was intelligent. He didn't want to be typecast and all that stuff. And whatever. It was funny. It worked. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say it didn't work. I'm not that much of a hater. But then when the show came out, they had to stretch it out to actual writing and episodes with uh, commercials from different companies in the middle of their show. They just went back to the, those tropes that they were making fun of and just made them racist. <laughs> the cavemen were, I, did have racial overtones. It was horrible. I think it was a strike in the middle of the season. Thank God it just pulled the plug on that show. Like six, six episodes in. Was was dinosaurs? At, was that the block? Was it cavemen then dinosaurs? Not Roseanne. Wow, way to go, ABC. What are you doing? Holy shit! Then there was uh, what other commercial shows were there? Baby Bob, remember that one? No, you don't. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that was great. A hit, a hit commercial with a talking baby for E-Trade or internet.com, whatever it was. I know uh, my buddy Pete Holmes voiced uh, one of those babies. Um, but it was a big hit, big Super Bowl ad, talking baby. So they, so execs decided, hey, let's make a talking baby show of our own. Who doesn't want to see a talking baby every week for half an hour? Worked for Kirstie Alley and Travolta. Did it? They were thinking babies. They weren't actually speaking out loud. These babies spoke out loud. By the time the show came on, though, like the internet bubble already broke. We were like sick. We were like, what, 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 what was this? Oh, yeah, that's right. We liked this a while ago. Why, why don't you just put the fucking Budweiser frogs in there, too? Make them the pet. Have, have the next door neighbor be the uh, lady who, who wants to know where the beef is. Can I borrow the beef? Hilarious. How fucking brain dead these executives are. What else? Just got another. Oh, the California raisin one. That's right. Someone told me about that one in the comments. Thank you. California raisin show. The California raisin. I might be dating myself with that one. That was a huge ad campaign. California raisins were everywhere, mainly because of the fucking song. It's a hit song. Heard it through the grapevine. Not like we love the animated raisin so much. We love that goddamn song. It's great. 
So then he gave it a show. What, what were they solving crimes? These raisins? What that? What? What are they? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? Let me look up this Eli Manning show. Um, who's this guy playing Eli Manning? Glenn Powell, who was in the New Maverick. He was the handsome devil in the New Maverick. They're all handsome in the New Maverick. A skit made into a Hulu series. Oh, God. His, these headlines. His famed Chad Powers character gets his own TV series. About time. Thank God. Yeah, anyway, this is upsetting me. Although I do like seeing actors try to throw foot, be athletic on the air. I like when I do football, throw football, I should say. Throw football? Throw football! <laughs> it's weird. I know some of them defend themselves by saying, hey, the camera angles are coming off, but it's amazing. How unathletic some actors are, and they can't. And you see with the first pitch and stuff, I guess it's not easy with it, but like, come on. My favorite thing, like on Saturday Live, or is when whenever they do a sports sketch and they got to play basketball, then you have like eight improvers in basketball uniforms looking. <laughs> Looking like a goddamn fucking dad crew, like just of slobs in the most unathletic. What is this? The art team playing basketball? What is this? Is this the make? Is this the entire team made out of Make a Wish kids, adult Make a Wishers? Zip, zop, zoop. You are done. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for today's bottom line bomb show. I am your host. The bet detective, the man in the box. That was just in the box. Let me get out of the box. Thank you for everyone who joined us live. You got your bombs to get out there tonight and for the weekend. I appreciate it. Like I said, follow me on all the socials, Instagram, at CJ Sullivan was taken. Not like Liam Neeson, but, you know, uh, just the words written out was taken, uh, as in CJ Sullivan was taken. Um, or on X, formerly known as Twitter, at CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs, like I said earlier, on YouTube and Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to it. Give it a five-star review. Go ahead. Write down all the shit you want. To call, talk shit on it, but give it five stars. Um, like I said, uh, April 19th and 20th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you're in the area, laughing tap. Buy tickets now. Because, uh, well, they probably won't go anywhere, but I could use it if you buy the tickets. I'm doing a weekend of stand-up comedy in Milwaukee, April 19th and 20th at Laughing Tap. Um, anyway, you guys are the best, Degenerates. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next week. Good night. <laughs>